I have found a book. I have found a book to read for this. Um, hopefully more scary than trashy inserts of the third week for horror books. Although I say third week. Oh, yeah, third week, yeah. Okay, let's start reading. Um, first of all, I have a feeling the the names I read will be really bad. Please excuse my terrible pronunciation. I pronounce every name badly, so it's not specific to any culture, I think. Do, the chapter is called, it starts with the name, of course, because they love to torture me. I think this is Juan. That's how you pronounce it. Juan Darien. Harian is told the tale of a tiger who was raised and educated among men. Among men. And whose name was Juan Darien. Dressed in pants and a skirt and a shirt. Jeez, we're starting out well. <clears throat> he attended school for four years, and he did his lessons correctly, even though he was a tiger from the jungle. This was possible because his body was that of a human being. In accordance to what was told in the following lie. Once upon a time, at the beginning of autumn, a plague of smallpox that killed many people was visited upon a small village in a distant land. Brothers lost their little sisters, and infants who were just learning to walk were left with neither father nor mother. Mothers, in turn, lost their children, and one poor young widow woman herself carried her baby boy to be buried. The one thing she had in the world, when she returned to her home, she sat thinking about her child, and she murmured, God should have had more compassion for me but she but he has taken away my son there may be angels in heaven but my son doesn't know them my poor little baby i'm the only person he ever knew since she was sent sitting behind her house facing a little gate she could see the jungle as she gazed into the distance. Well now, in that jungle, there were many ferocious animals that roared at mid a nightfall and at dawn. And the poor woman, still sitting there, chanced to see in the darkness a tiny, hesitant creature coming through her gate. Something that looked like a little cat with scarce strength to walk. 
The woman bent down and picked up a little tiger, only a few days old, its eyes still unopened. And when the miserable little cub felt the touch of her hands, it burst with contentment because it was no longer alone. The woman held the little enemy of man at arm's length for a long while. The little defenseless beast she could so easily have destroyed. But she stood pensively considering the helpless cub that had come from heaven knows where and whose mother was surely dead. Without thinking what she was doing, she held the cub to her bosom and encircled him with her large hands. And the little tiger, feeling the warmth, saw a comfortable position, purred tranquilly, and fell asleep with his head pressed fast against the maternal breast. The woman, still pensive, entered the house, and for the remainder of the night, hearing the cubs whispers of hunger, and seeing his unopened eyes, and how he saw her breast, she felt in her aching heart that in the supreme law of the universe, capital U, one life equals another and so she suckled the little tiger what wild the cub was saved and the mother had found enormous consolations so great was the consolation that she considered with terror the moment when he would be taken from her forcibly because if it came to be known in the village that she was suckling a wild thing, that would surely, they would surely kill the little creature. But what should she do? The cub, soft and affectionate, as he played at her breast, was now her own son. So these were the circumstances when one rainy night, a man running by the woman's house heard the gruff wail that startles a human being even when it comes from a newly born beast. The man stopped abruptly and knocked on the door while he groped for his revolver. The woman had heard the steps and wild with anxiety, she ran to hide the little tiger in the car. But such was her good fortune that, as she tried to open the back door, she found herself standing before a gentle, wise, old serpent who was bearing her away. The hapless woman was about to scream with terror when the serpent spoke. Do not fear, woman, it said. Your mother's heart led you to save a life. 
from the universe where our lives have the same value. Both men will not understand you, and they will wish to kill your new son. Never fear. Go in peace. From the moment your son will have human form, he will never be recognized as a beast. Shape his heart. Teach him to be good, as you are. And he will never know he is not a man, unless, unless a, mo- a mother among men shall accuse him, unless a mother demands that he may, with his blood, what you have given to him, your son. Will always be worthy of you. Go in peace, mother. And Teddy, the man is breaking down your door. And the woman believed the serpents because in all man's religions, the serpent knows the mysteries of the lives of those who people the world, like Adam and Eve. <laughs> I don't know. So she ran to the door, and the enraged man with the revolver in his hand entered and searched through the house without finding anything. This is so rude, by the way. What the heck? When he left, the mother trembling opened her reboso, where she had hidden the little tiger in her bosom. And in the place of a cub, she saw a baby boy sleeping peacefully. Overcome with happiness, she cried silently a long while before her savage son suddenly became. Over her savage son suddenly becoming a human. Tears of gratitude that the twelve years later. Same boy would repay in blood on her grave. Well, foreshadowing. <laughs> Time passed. The new boy needed a name. She called him Julian Darian. He needed food, clothes, and shoes. She worked night and day to provide for all his needs. She was still very young, and she could have married again. If she had wished, but her son's deep love sufficed—a love she returned with all her heart. Julian, Juan, Juan, Juan—is it Juan? I think so. Juan Darian was truly worthy of being loved. He was noble, good, and gracious, like no other. For his mother, particularly. He had found he had profound veneration. He never lied. Perhaps because at heart he was a wild being, 
it is possible, since it is not known what effect purity of soul imbibes at the breast at the at the breast of a saintly woman may have on a newly boy, born animal. This was Julian Darian, and he went to school with children of his age. We often teased him because of his shyness and his coarse hair. Julian Darian was not extremely intelligent, but he compensated for this by his great love of, for study. So things went, but when the child was not quite ten years old, his mother died. Ooh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Julian Darian suffered more than can be told until time finally softened his pain. But from the time forward, he was a sad child whose only desire was to instruct himself. Now there is something we must confess. Julian Darian was not loved in the village. Oh, dude, I'm sad. People in the isolated jungle village do not like boys who are too generous and who study with all their hearts. He was, besides, the best pupil in the school, and this situation precipitated the disnouncement of our story with an event that confirmed the serpent's prophecy. Oh. The village was preparing to celebrate a great festival, and the people who had ordered fireworks from a distant city. Since an inspector was coming to observe the classes, the school children were being given a general review. With the in when the inspector arrived, the schoolmaster had questioned the best pupil of all, Julian Derian. Julian was a student who always excelled. But in the emotion of the moment, he stammered in a strange sound tied to his tongue. The inspector observed the pupil a long while, then spoke in a low voice to the schoolmaster. Who is this boy? Who is that boy? Where did he come from? I don't know. Hmm. His name is... Juan Darion, the schoolmaster replied, and he was raised by a woman who is dead now, but no one knows where he came from. Very strange, very strange, the inspector murmured, observing the coarse hair and the greenish reflection in Juan Darion's eyes, and he stood in the shadow. The inspector knew that there are stranger things in the world than any man can invent, and at the same time he knew that simply by asking Juan Darian questions, he would never be able to find out if the pupil had once been what he feared, a wild animal. But as there are men who in special states remember things, that have happened to their grandfathers. It was also possible that under hypnotic suggestion, Juan Darion might remember his life as a savage beast. And children who read this and don't know what that means can ask some grown-ups persons about it. Hold on, I don't have any grown-ups that I can ask about this. I don't have ancestors that have this. 
um, for this purpose, then, the inspector stepped upon the platform and spoke as follows. Well, children, now I want one of you to describe the jungle for us. You know you have been brought up almost in the jungle, and you know it well. What is the jungle like? What happens in it? This is what I want to know. Let's see. You, he added, pointing at random to a pupil. Come up to the platform and tell us what you have seen. The child went up and, although he was frightened, he talked for a while. He said that there are gigantic trees in the forest and climbing vines and little flowers. When he concluded, another child went to the platform and then another and although they all knew the jungle very well, they responded in the same way because children and many adults do not tell what they have seen but what they have read about what they have seen. And finally, the inspector said, Now it is Juan Darian's turn. Juan Darian said more or less what the others said. But Inspector, placing his hand on his shoulder, exclaimed, No, no, I want you to remember exactly what you have seen. Close your eyes. I hate this man, by the way. Juan Darian closed his eyes. Good. The Inspector continued, Tell me what you see in the jungle. Juan Darian, his eyes still closed, hesitated a moment before answer. I don't see anything, he said finally. Soon you will see. Let's pretend it's three o'clock in the morning, a little before dawn. I hate this man. We have just eaten, let's say. We are in the jungle, in the dark. In the front of us, there's a small stream. What? Do you see? For a moment, Wanderion is silent, and in the classroom and in the nearby jungle, there is also a great silence. Sorry, I had to pause a moment because I'm actually really scared right now. I hate books like this. I really do. Because this, because the part I hate the most about horror novels is. Um, not fantasy, not sci-fi, but the reflection of man. And I hate, I hate when humans are worse than beasts that we call beasts. It's just, I hate this so much. I just had to check how many pages I had left to read, and it was kind of aggravating. <laughs> Suddenly, Juan Darian shivered, and in a slow voice, as he was dreaming, he said, I see rocks going by and bending branches and the ground I see dry leaves pattern on the rocks one moment the inspector interrupted him the rocks and leaves going by how high are they the instructor asked this because if Twanderan was truly seeing what he had been doing in the jungle as a wild animal going to drink after eating he would also see the crouching tiger or panther as he approaches the river 
sees the rocks at eye level. And he repeated, How high are the rocks? And one, Durian, still his eyes closed, they are on the ground. They graze your ears, and the loose leaves move with your breath. And I feel the dampness of mud on my... Juan Darian's voice stopped short. Where? The instructor asked in a firm voice. Where do you feel the dampness? Oh my god. On my whispers. Whiskers. Juan Darian said in hoarse voice, opening his eyes frightened. Dust was falling and through the window one could see nearby the already gloomy jungle. The students didn't understand how terrible the revelation had been, but neither did they laugh about the extraordinary whiskers of Hondarian, who had no whiskers at all. They didn't laugh because the child's face was pale and anxious. The class was over. The inspector was not an evil man. I beg to differ. But in like all men who live very close to the jungle, he had a blind hatred of tigers. Which is not fair, they owned the jungle first. Which was why he confided to the schoolmaster in a low voice. Juan Darion must be killed. He is a beast of the jungle, possibly a tiger. We must kill him. Because if we don't, sooner or later, he will kill all of us. Up until now, his beast's wickedness has not been wakened. But it will explode someday, and then he will devour us all if we allow him to live among us. We must then kill him. The difficulty is that we cannot do it as long as he has human form. Because we cannot prove that he is a tiger. He looks like a man, and with men one must proceed with caution. I know there is a wild animal tamer in the city. Let us send for him, and he will find a way to make Juan Darian turn to his tiger's body. That's my stomach, sorry. And even if he cannot convert him into a tiger, people will believe us and cast him into the jungle. Let us send for the tamer immediately before Juan Darian escapes. But the last thing Juan Darian was thinking was escape, because he was not aware that anything was happening at all. How could he doubt he was a man when he never felt anything but love for the people and didn't even hate harmful animals? This is what I'm saying. I hate books like, oh, I'm so scared. I'm so scared. Oh no, I really want to be serious and read this for you guys, but I'm terrified right now. But the word was spreading from mouth to mouth and Juan Darian began to suffer its effect. Oh my god, I'm not ready. I can't do this. How many pages do we have left? Oh, I have too many pages left. This is going to be a long read. People didn't answer when he spoke to them. They would draw hastily at his approach and at night they followed him at a distance. What's the matter with me? Why do they treat me this way? Juan, Juan Darian asked himself, I don't know, honey, I'm so sorry. And not only did they flee from him, but also small boys shouted him, Get out of here! Go back for me, you came from! Go away! 
<laughs> I give them whiny voices, okay? <laughs> Grown-ups and elder people were no less hostile than the younger boys. Who knows what they what would happen if, on the very afternoon of the festival, the yearly awaited animal tamer had last had not at last arrived. Han Daren was in his house preparing the meager soup he had for supper when he heard the shouting of people rustling to his house. Scarcely had he had the time to call to see what it was before they seized him and dragged him to the animal team. Here he is! They shouted, uh, shaking him. This is the one! He's a tiger! We don't want to know anything about tigers. We strip him, his man form, and we'll kill him! And the boys, the fellow pupils whom he most loved, and even though people shouted, He's a tiger! Wanderian will devour us. Kill Wanderian. Wanderian. He was only a child of twelve. Wept and protested as the blows rained out on him. But at the very moment, the crowd parted, and the animal tamer, in his red jacket and his high painted leather boots, with his whip in his hand, appeared before Wanderian. The tamer stared at him and firmly grasped the handle of his whip. Uh-huh. I recognize all right. You can fool everyone, but except me. I see you, son of tiger. Beneath your shirt, I see your tiger stripes. Take off your shirt. Bring the hunting dogs. We'll soon see whether the dogs recognize you a man or as a tiger. I think I gave him an Australian accent. In a second, they tore off all Juan Darian's clothes and threw him in a cage for wild beasts. Loose the dogs now, the animal tamer said, and command yourself to the jungle gods, Juan Darian. And the four and beasts trained for hunting tigers were flung into the cage. The animal tamer did this because dogs always recognize the scent of tiger. He knew that their hunting dog's eyes would see the tiger stripes in beneath the man's skin, and soon as they smelled Juan Darion without his man clothes, they would tear him to pieces. The only thing the dog saw in Juan Darion was a good boy who loved even harmful animals. They wagged their tails gently when they smelled him. Devour him! He's a tiger! Go! Go! They shouted to... Oh, that's not the animal tamer. Go shout, they shouted to the dogs. And the dogs barked madly and leapt around the cage, not knowing what to attack. The test had not proved any results. Very well, the tamer exclaimed then. These are bastard dogs, tiger breed. They don't recognize him. But I recognize you, Juan Darian. And now we'll see. And saying this, he entered the cage and raised his whip. Tiger! He cried. Where am I? <laughs> you're a tiger! But you're facing a man now. I see your tiger stripes under your man's skin you've stolen. Show your stripes! And he struck once. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't take this. I, mean, I want to hide. I'm not ready. I can't. We have too many pages left. Oh. You're a tiger! But you're. Wait, where am I? I, um, where is he? Oh, yeah. He, 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 
he he struck Khan Darion's body with fierce blow from his whip. I want to cry. The poor naked creature howled with pain while the crowd shouted in flame echo. Show your tiger stripes! The cruel torture proceeded for a while, but I don't want the children listening to me to see any being tortured this way. Yeah, can you not? I'm a child on the inside. I can't handle this. Please. I'm dying, shouted Juan Dayan. Show your stripes, they replied. No, no, I'm a man. Ah, mama. <laughs> he, the unhappy child, sobbed. Show your stripes, they replied. Finally, the torture ended. And in the corner, in the cave, back of the cage, devastated, lay the little bleeding child body of the child i'm crying i'm sorry but i'm crying i can't know this lay the little bleeding body of the child who had been on Darion. okay let me read that again finally the torture ended in the corner in the back of the cage devastated lay the little bleeding body of the child who had been on Darion. he was still alive and he could still walk when they pulled him out, he was suffering more than anyone will ever know. They pulled him from the cage, and pushing him down in the middle of the street, they drove him from the town. He was falling at every step, and behind him, pushing him, came children, women, and grown-up men. Get out of here, Juan Darion! Go back to the jungle, son of tiger! Heart of tiger, get out! Hondarion. And those who were at a distance and could not strike at him threw rocks at him. Wandarion collapsed finally, his poor child hand outstretched in appeal, and cruel destiny had it. In it that a woman standing in the doorway of his home, holding an innocent babe in her arm, misunderstood his gesture of supplication. He tried to steal my baby, the woman cried. He stretched out his hands to kill him. He's a tiger. Let's kill him now before he kills our children. This spoke the woman, and in this way, the serpent's prophecy was fulfilled. Wanderon would die when a mother among men exacted the life and the man's heart that another mother had given him at her breast. No further accusation was necessary. The infuriated crowd was decided. Twenty hands holding stones were raised to crush Juan Darion's When, From the rear, the tamer's hoarse voice ordered, Let's burn him with the stripes of fire. Let's burn him among with the fireworks. Truly, he's evil. I fucking hate this man. But let's go. It was already late, and by the time they arrived at the plaza, the darkness had settled. In the plaza, they had erected a huge fireworks display with wheels and crowns and a gale light. They tied Wanderion at the top and set a match on one edge. A fiery tread raced up and down, lighting the entire display, and on high, amidst the fixed stars and the gigantic, many-colored wheels, one could see the sacrifice of one Darion. This is your last day as man, Juan Darion, they clamored. Show your stripes! 
Forgive me. Forgive me. The creature cried, withering among the sparks in a cloud of smoke. The yellow, red, and green beetles dazed dizzily, some to the right, some to the left. Jets of flame at the edges of the display outlined its great circumference, and Juan Darion withered in the center, burned by the streams of spark. My stomach, sorry. <laughs> burned by the stream, burned by the streams of spark shooting across the body. Show your stripes! They continued in roar below. No, forgive me. I'm a man. The miserable creature still had time to cry out. Before a new wave of fire, they could see that his body was shaking convulsively. His moans were taking on deeper, harsher timbre, and little by little his body was changing form. With a savage yell of triumph, the crowd could finally see the pale, black and fatal stripes of the man appearing beneath human skin. The atrocious act of cruelty was finished. They achieved what they desired. Unhigh, instead of a creature innocent of all blame, there was only the body of a tiger roaring in his death agony. The Bengal lights, Bengal? The Bengal lights were also fading. One last shower of sparks from a dying wheel reached the rope which bound the wrist. Uh, parentheses. No, the paws of the tiger for Wanderon was no more. And, and the body fell heavily to the ground. The crowd dragged it to the edge of the jungle, abandoning it there for the jackals to devour the body and the beast's heart. But the tiger had not died. With the cool of the night, it revived. In its grip of horrible torment, it dragged itself deep in the jungle. I'm so sorry. <laughs> for a whole month, it kept its refuge to the darkest part of the jungle, waiting with the beast's somber patience for its wounds to heal. Finally, they all closed, except one that would not heal, a deep burn on its side that the tiger covered with large leaves. For from, for from his previous existence, the tiger had remained three things, retained three things, <laughs> a vivid memory of the past, the ability to see its hands, which it used like a man, in a language, but in every other way, it was absolutely and totally a beast, completely indistinguishable from other tigers. When at last it felt cured, it spread the word to the other tigers in the jungle to me that very night on the edge of the Cambry that bore the cultivated lands of the villagers. As night fell, it set out silently for the village. On the outskirts, the tiger climbed a tree and for a long time waited motionlessly. It saw a pass beneath him without even bothering to look. Pitiful woman in exhaustive a miserable aspect. And so finally, it saw a man in high boots and a red jacket coming down the road. As the tiger gathered itself to spring, not a single branch moved. It leapt upon the animal tainer. With a slap of its paw, it knocked the man unconscious, grasping his belt in his teeth. The tiger carried his un carried him unarmed to the great canbrake. There, among kings so tall, they obscured the ground from which 
from which they rose, the jungle tigers were pacing in the dark, their eyes like brilliant moving lights. The man was still unconscious. The tiger said, "Brothers, for twelve years I lived among men, like a man, and I, I am a tiger. Perhaps what I am about to do will erase that stain. Brothers, tonight I break the last tie that binds me to the past." After saying this, the tiger grasped the still unconscious man in its mouth and climbed to the highest point in the cambric, where it left him tied between two bamboos. Then it set fire to some dry leaves on the ground, and soon a crackling blaze arose. The frightened beast retreated before the fire, and the tiger said to them, "Peace, brothers," and they were calm. And with their front paws crossed, stretched out on their bellies to watch, the cambric burned like an enormous fireworks display. The cane exploded like bombs, and the escaping gases crisscrossed like slim, brightly colored arrows. The flame ascended in swift, muted puffs, leaving livid, empty spaces. <laughs> And at the summit, where the fire had not yet reached, the cane swayed, curling in the heat. But the man, touched by the flames, had regained consciousness. He saw the tigers below him, with their reddish eyes raised towards him, and he understood. Forgive me, forgive me, he howled, twisting, turning. I beg forgiveness for everything. No one answered. The man then felt he had been abandoned by God, and cried with all his soul, "Forgive me, Juan Darian." Oh, so you know, honey, huh? When he said this, Juan Darian raised his head and coldly said, "There is no one here called Juan Darian. I do not know Juan Darian. That is a man's name, and here we are, all." Tigers, and the turning and turning towards its companions, as if it did not understand, it asked, "Is any one of you named Juan Darion?" But now the flames were blazing high as the sky, and among the pointed Bengal lights shooting through the wall of flame, could be seen a burning, smoking, black body. I'll soon be with you, brothers," said the tiger. "But there is still something I must do." And once again, it set out to the village, followed unnoticed by the tigers. It stopped before a poor, sad garden, leapt over the wall, and after passing by many stones and crosses, came to a halt before an adorned piece of land. Where the woman he had called mother for eight years lay buried, the tiger knelt and knelt like a man, and for a moment there was silence. Mother, the tiger finally murmured with profound tenderness, "Only you, among all humans, recognize the sacred right to life that belongs to every being in the universe."
only you recognize that man and tiger are different only in their hearts. You taught me to love, to understand, and to forgive. Mother, I am sure you hear me. I'm your son forever, no matter what happens in the future, but yours only. Goodbye, dear mother. And when the tiger rose, it saw the reddish eyes of its brothers observing it from behind the adobe wall. And once again, it joined them. At this moment, from the depths of the night, the warm wind carried to them the sound of a shot. It is from the jungle, the tiger said. It is men. They're hunting and killing and slaughtering. Turning the village... Turning then toward the village, illuminated in the reflection of the burning jungle, it exclaimed, Heartless and unredeemable race, now it is my turn. And returning to the tomb where it had just prayed, the tiger tore the dressing from its wound with a sweep of its paw. And on the cross, which bore its mother's name, with his own blood, wrote in large letters. And Juan died. Now we are at peace, it said. And it directed its brothers a roar of defiance towards the terrified village, it concluded. Now to the jungle and a tiger forever. I I could not handle that. Oh no. Oh no. When the mom died, I was ready to like give up. But I was I'm going to try my best for you guys. Okay. That's a horror novel for sure. This is horror stories. Okay, let me tell you who this is by. This is amazing. By the way, this story is written um this story was written um in 1920. In 1920. Holy shit. Obviously, it was written. Oh, you don't know what this is. Hold on. Let me look this up for you. Um, This was, this is like obviously a really good one. Um, This is a collection of short stories. And why it was written in 1920. Just also reaffirming, by the way, a lot of countries having amazing literature that we do not know just because we don't know their language. And the fact that you know, this could be found in translated in English that I could read and appreciate and cry over. Not appreciate, really, because I hate reading horror. But, um, yeah, um, I, hate, I, reading, I hate reading horror because it just reflects um, the worst of humanity that already exists and I see on a daily basis. This, in my opinion, if we want to go book club right now. Okay, we'll talk about it after. Let me tell you the book so you can, like, at least look it up. So, um, it's a collection of short stories, and the book is called The Decapitated Chicken and Other Stories by, I'm gonna, sorry, I'm gonna try to say his name, Horsio Quinroga. I'm not saying it right. Let me spell it out so anyone who knows Spanish. So it's H O R A C I O Q. And his last name, Q-U-I-R-O-G-A. How do you say Q? I don't know. Okay, so his Horsio 
Kunroga's short stories are infused with the themes of life and death that so obsessed him. They span many fiction generals, jungle tale, gothic horror story, psychological study, and morality tale, and possess a universality that made him the classic Latin American writer. Horch, I wish they wouldn't keep writing his name down because I'm key. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. Horcio Quinroga was a master storyteller and author of over 200 pieces, holy crap, of Latin American fiction that has been compared to the works of Poe, Kipling, and London. I agree, honey. I agree. Mm. Like his stories, his own work life was his own life from his birth in Uruguay to his suicide in Argentina with was filled with adventure, tragedy, and violence. What? what? Okay, is he related to Poe? Because he had a suicide, too, and was a good writer. Oh, my God. All the, the great... Seriously, like, the best writers and artists always die in the most uncanny and sad ways. And truly being talented must be a curse, if less than a blessing or something. But if you want to go book story about this book club, let's go book club. Let's like lean into this book club. I mean, I know we don't have to talk about it, but it's very obvious. It's like not very obvious to the degree that I could tell it. I could see it coming. It's like if you treat someone as a beast, they will be a beast. There's just so many levels to this. Honestly, you could talk about so many things like um, confirmation bias that like, uh, a lot of police officers struggled with in the early 1990s and 80s and etc where um that's why a lot of guilty verdicts happened with guilty victims and you know saying that they did their crime even though they didn't just because they kept getting questions that confirmed to the i think that's what the confirmation bias is um correct me if i'm wrong but yeah just like getting these leading questions that did nothing but to lead them into answering that yes they are guilty um just like the tamer and everything but i mean yes he was a tiger but it's just like everything else that's your personal information they didn't he wasn't doing anything wrong he was studying he was studying and oh my god i can't i want to throw so that's it the, the biggest theme is that if you treat someone as a beast they will become a beast and if you treat them as a human, they will be human. And I think this goes down a lot to say about like slavery and indentured servants and in general people who treated people that are inferior to them and not of their same race. Like if you're going to treat me as someone that's not human or doesn't deserve to be human because you deem me as a beast, you deem me as under than you, you deem me as dangerous like so many levels of like real humanity because that's what happens on a daily day basis to black people and just in general anyone who is in a minority group like go out get out you don't belong here like every immigrant ever come on please it just was triggering on too many levels for me and i just hate it mostly in books any book really when um this and even in fantasy books, because this happens too, right? Like in Beauty and the Beast as well. We're talking about really like low bar, like Disney movie. But the biggest themes of that is that, you know, you can be a beast. You can be a beast and treat anyone normally, despite having looking like a beast or looking different from anybody else. 
but the people who true who truly act like beasts are the humans that we speak of and they're humans that have decided you were the beast and they're the ones who are basically acting like beasts like acting unruly having no law giving no rights just deeming someone as so because it was said to them you know and that's probably the worst part of any any story that has to do with a beast in humanity because you realize that the so-called beasts that we um are that we know are not even as bad as we are because we are we can be the worst and it just shows man it just shows in every single it's too real it, this is why horror gets me every time like i'm too scared okay ah uh, but anyways i hope you guys enjoyed that i hope you liked the author and you're willing to check it out the book i i recommend i mean i only read one story and i can't say i'll read other stories because i'm terrified and petrified but um next week is gonna be the last week of horror special reads but after that halloween is gonna do i'm gonna like buy a lot of you know candies and chocolates that are halloween themed from my convenience stores and maybe i'll take photos and you guys can see the nice cute packaging that they have special here and i'll rate them and you can hear me talk about them and describe them and maybe you guys can pick which one you like and i'll take on the psychic it and tell something arbitrary about your decisions i don't know maybe for fun and if you don't know what that is, you can always look out my other podcast where I like pick your future. I'm doing quotation marks because it's just fake on the second. It's for fun entertainment. Don't take it too seriously and just take what resonates, obviously. And that should be the plans for this month. And so get excited, follow, share with any of your friends that you think, oh, they would like this story or they would like to hear it or this version. Um, or like you're afraid of hearing horror stories. But for me, I always like, I always, I'm, I would never play a horror game, but I always watch uh, streamers play horror games because then I don't feel alone watching it. So even though I'm terrified, at least I know there's at least a hundred other people watching this that are terrified with me. So maybe you guys can get that vibe listening to me read this story, which is actually terrifying in my opinion. Um, I can't guarantee all the reads I've done this month are super scary, but all the ones that are usually more than scary more than trashy more scary than trashy they're all pretty i think good yeah because they're like actually really good authors and stuff so if you enjoy that please be sure to listen and just as always thanks for listening